Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host JT and your co-host CT. Hey! So today, everyone, we're going to be doing our Raw and SmackDown recap. So this isn't something we're going to do weekly. This just depends on, you know, how, you know, if I felt like it was an important week in wrestling or if it's like, you know, the Raw and SmackDown after Mania, stuff like that. I thought enough interesting things happened on this week's Raw and SmackDown for us to, to discuss I will say we're not going to break down every single match and segment. I'm just going to be talking about the ones that had the most importance to me. So first off, we're going to start with Monday Night Raw. The first thing I just want to briefly bring up is Brock Lesnar opening up the show with Paul Heyman. I really thought it was funny how he came down using the belt as the boombox. I'm just like, I'm really loving this Brock Lesnar. He's really into what he's doing. And we all know a motivated Brock Lesnar is the best version of him we will get. And it's actually a really entertaining one. So I'm fine with it. How do you feel about Brock Lesnar being a little bit more, you know, into the product and kind of acting a little goofy? Um, honestly, I mean, it doesn't really fit his character. Um, like him acting silly just because, you know, he's supposed to be a beast and, you know, you can't have a beast come out dancing. I mean, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's entertaining, but it just, it just doesn't really fit his character. Yeah, it doesn't. But at the same time, it's a nice little change in my opinion. I mean, I I think it's funny. I think it's entertaining. I mean, obviously he's still the beast in the ring. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, I like it and I think it's funny, but, uh, yeah, so now moving on here, the next big thing that happened on Raw was Bray Wyatt has escaped the Firefly Funhouse, and now he is loose on Raw. Pretty, uh, really interesting and really creepy, bone-chilling segment. We saw Finn Balor. Uh, I forgot, who did he defeat? Oh, he was in a match against someone. I totally forgot. I didn't even write that down in my notes. But yeah, after the match, I think it was Samoa Joe. But, um, yeah, after the match, he was doing his little arms in the air celebration thing with all the fans. And then, you know, the music cuts off and the lights all cut off and, you know, pitch black in the ring. And right then and there, I knew that most likely it was Bray Wyatt. Lights come on just a little bit and you can see Bray Wyatt with that really creepy clown mask thing. And it was just awesome. He ended up doing the Sister Abigail to uh, Finn Balor and then raised his arms up with the lights kind of fading in and out again. Honestly, I thought it was one of the best returns we've seen in years. I'm really liking this version of Bray Wyatt. What do you think about it so far? Um, I like the new gimmick that he has. Um, and his return was very terrifying. <laughs> Um, but it was also really cool at the same time. And like you said, one of the best returns that we've seen. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him. And I hope that, um, you know, he comes back and comes back fresh. And Yeah, me too. I thought this was definitely a nice, like, little restart for him. Because, I mean, he had so much potential with his character and everything when he first debuted. And, you know, WWE kind of buried him with his feuds with uh, John Cena and then The Undertaker. And then kind of ever since then, it's been kind of like up and down a lot. So uh, so this was very necessary. New heels off TV for a while. Then, you know, we were seeing those Firefly uh, Funhouse segments, which I liked. I thought they were really entertaining and I'm kind of hoping they do like a split personality kind of thing with him like they did with McFoley back in the day where you see him, you know, 
doing the whole yowie wowie i'm the nice friendly guy and then you know you see him with that mask on and he's like a you know a whole new person so i'm kind of hoping they do something like that regardless we all know bray Wyatt is an excellent promo and he's just whatever you give him he's gonna take it and roll with it like he is you know one of the most underrated wrestlers in you know the whole entire company in my opinion when it comes to you know the character work and i think he if if wwe's behind him and actually books him well i think he'll go far with this we'll just have to see yep Next thing we're going to talk about is the women's fatal four-way match to determine the new number one contender for Becky Lynch's Raw Women's Championship. This was a fatal four-way match with Naomi, Natalia, Carmella, and Alexa Bliss. Now, this match wasn't the best match in the world, but we had the fans chanting this, you know, this is awful during a match. I'm just going to add something to that real quick. I felt like that was really disrespectful. I mean, it could be a women's match or a men's match. I mean, you know, it wasn't the best match in the world, like I said, but I mean, just look at it through their perspective. You know, they're out just doing their job and, you know, it was just not a good day at the job. You know, how would you like if you're at your work and you're just not having a good day and you have all these people around you, you know, saying that you suck and you're doing awful. Like, you got to look at it that way. Like, just maybe they just didn't have the right kind of chemistry in the ring. Maybe it wasn't booked well. I don't know. But I'm just, like I said, throwing my opinion. I just don't think fans should be, you know, disrespectful like that. It's one thing there if there's a heel out there cutting a the heel promo and you want to give him a hard time, you know, that's kind of the whole point. But... This was, you know, kind of a disrespectful, you know, moment in the on the show. How do you feel about that? You know, the fans chanting that. Um. Yeah. I mean, just basically, kind of like what you said. Um. You. You know, just sometimes when you have two wrestlers in the ring, some stuff just doesn't flow together as well as other matches. And, you know, I guess that is what happened. Like you said, you know, maybe they all were just having an off day. Who knows? Um, but, you know, they still went out there. They did their thing. And, you know, that's all they really can do. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But um, at the end, uh, Natalia came out the victor. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not too excited about this. I mean, I, I get that, you know, the SummerSlam is in Toronto. So I think that's a big reason why, you know, um, that's, you know, obviously where she, her and her family are from. So, I mean, the crowd there in Toronto will probably, you know, love it. But I am a fan of, you know, Natty, and I think she's a great wrestler, and she's been a workhorse for the company for over a decade. So I give her, you know, I give the credit where her credit's due. But Natalia isn't, you know, really a big kind of like, she doesn't have a lot of star power, in my opinion. You know, she's that good wrestler that the fans respect, but... This is Becky Lynch defending her title at SummerSlam. Now, it's one thing if she was challenging Becky on, you know, Raw or SmackDown or maybe even a less important pay-per-view like a Battleground or, you know, something like that. But SummerSlam, I was expecting, you know, Sasha Banks or Ronda Rousey to return, and we didn't get that. So I'm kind of wondering if, you know, something's going to happen. Will Ronda come back and take Natalia's spot or will they actually go through with this match? I mean, it should be a good match. Don't get me wrong. Just like, you know, ever since Becky, you know, won the title or, you know, titles at one point after WrestleMania, she hasn't been in that big, like high, you know, spotlight kind of, kind of match, you know, her Lacey Evans matches were very underwhelming. And this kind of feels the, you know, the same for me. Like I want to see her in that 
big match against, you know, one of the top competitors in the division. So, Christy, how do you feel about Natty you know, being put in this kind of match? I feel like WWE tries every now and then to give her a push because, I mean, like you said, she is a veteran wrestler. And, I mean, she's only been women's champion twice. And, you know, you have people like Alexa Bliss. She's five-time champion. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch are both, you know, multi-champions. And, you know, you have Natalia, who's been with the company for a very long time. And, you know, they kind of don't really do much with her. I mean, they, you know, give her matches here and there. And, you know, I'm sure that frustrates her because she's been with the company for so long and not really going anywhere, not really doing anything. So um, I am happy for her that she is getting this opportunity. But at the same time, also, like you mentioned, she doesn't really have any star power. Um, She is a good wrestler, but she just her matches just aren't really exciting. I mean, you don't really see her, you know, jumping off the top ropes and, you know, flipping off the top ropes and just her matches aren't really eye-catching. They're, you know, they're average matches. She puts on good matches, but again, they're nothing, you know, extraordinary to where, you know, I don't think people are going to be so excited about that, but I mean, if it ends up going through, maybe Becky will carry the match and, you know, kind of make up for that. I don't know. Um, We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I do agree. Like, when I think of Natty and, you know, high-profile matches, like, I think of that match she had with Charlotte at TakeOver years ago, but that's, like, it. And, like, you know, when I think of Sasha Banks, I think of her, you know, her all her fantastic matches with Charlotte and Bailey and Becky and even, you know, her matches with, like, Asuka and Raw, Ronda Rousey at um, Royal Rumble. Like, you know, you could do the same for Charlotte and Becky. Like, you could think of a numerous amounts of great matches they had. Natalia's had plenty of, you know, decent to good matches, but when it comes to standing out, it was just that one match, and it's kind of, you know, like I said, I, I think that she can probably come through and put together a good match with Becky at SummerSlam. We'll just have to see. But, I mean, as of right now, I'm just not too, I'm not stoked about it at all. Yeah, she just doesn't do a whole lot in the ring. I mean, when you see matches between Sasha and Bailey, Sasha and Charlotte, you know, with any of them with Becky, they put on some crazy matches. Um, You know, just like when Sasha and Charlotte had the Falls Count Anywhere match and, you know, they were out in the stand. Sasha did the bank statement to Charlotte over the railing. You'll never see that with Natalia doing anything like that. Um, and then with Sasha and Bailey, when they were doing NXT Takeover, and Sasha flipped over the ref over the um, over the ropes on the Bailey, you'll never see that with Natalia. Um, not saying that she doesn't have potential, but you know stuff like that is exciting to watch. You know, and I don't know, Natalia just doesn't really. Yeah, well, she's in her late thirties now, so she's kind of. Past her, you know, her issue is in her prime. She, you know, that was during the Divas era. And, you know, the only reason she probably was even in the company because she was Bret Hart's niece. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing against Natty. Just at the time, they weren't looking for the wrestling. They were looking for the looks. I think she got in because of, you know, the family and 
you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, like I said, now I, I feel like, because she was ahead of her time, basically. And now that she's, you know, in with the kind of wrestlers that, you know, have her like kind of style, she's at, you know, she's in that stage where she kind of is used as more of a locker room leader and putting over other girls in the ring, which is fine. But it, uh, for me, like I said, it's SummerSlam and I kind of had my hopes high for, you know, a different challenger for Becky. So, like I said, it's in Toronto, so it still should be a good match. I'm still looking forward to, you know, seeing it. Mm-hmm. And the next segment that I really want to talk about is the R-Truth and Drake Maverick uh, segment. That um, I love this segment, honestly. It reminded me of, like, the goofy stuff they did back in the Attitude Era. Basically, um, Maverick and his uh, wife, Renee, I think her name is, they were uh, in the hotel room and, you know, about to have sex and all drake maverick had was the title around him obviously you could see that there was something underneath that like a towel or something like that so he wasn't completely naked but then our truth snuck in with the room service and then ended up pinning him and i i just thought that was just a really funny segment like i said it's definitely not something you normally see in the pg air so wwe seems like they're potentially going towards that tv 14 kind of path and i'm fine with that i just wanted to touch up on that because i thought that was actually one of the entertaining segments during this week and um i also really like how they're you know using this 24 7 title for creating new stars and you know utilizing some of your stars too because when this title first you know came out i was like awesome this seems like an interesting thing to do i was thinking it was just gonna be more so people to run around backstage pinning each other and doing goofy stuff at like maybe like a pinning someone at a restaurant or airport but they're actually like making a storyline out of it and i love it and i mean as of right now drake maverick and our truth is one of my favorite storylines going on right now so i think that's just uh that's a good thing going on right now like you know they're really utilizing this title and actually kind of starting to make it feel important now i like so that's uh kudos the wwe right there mm-hmm now the last thing i'm gonna talk about is the main event which was the 10-man Battle Royal, which was Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Big E, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corman. Now, this match was, you know, to determine the new number one contender for Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Whole match, I was uh, rooting for Bobby Lashley. You know, Bobby versus Brock has been a match I've been wanting to see ever since, you know, Bobby Lashley returned to the company. And, you know, we got Seth Rollins, you know, who ended up winning this match. And I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, in my opinion, you know, I think Lesnar cashed in the Money in the Bank too soon. I was thinking that the earliest that should have happened was at SummerSlam because... The thing is, I, I honestly, I don't want to see Seth versus Brock again for two re- or actually a few reasons. First one is, you know, their matches weren't the best in the first place. Like at um, Battleground back in uh, 2015 was their first match. All it was with Lesnar just suplexing Rollins. And then at WrestleMania, I think it was like a five, six minute match. Actually, it was a pretty decent match. I think it was booked very well. But regardless, I just it's just not a match I want to see. And at the same time, I don't want to see Seth Rollins lose. He's one of the top stars, and I don't want to see him lose at SummerSlam. But at the same time, I don't want to see Brock lose because I don't like the idea of someone cashing in the money in the bank and becoming the new champion and then losing it at the very next pay-per-view. So I think WWE's in kind of a 
um, interesting situation. I don't know if they're going to find some way to protect the wrestlers, maybe have someone, you know, call Seth Rollins the match. I don't know. How do you feel, Christy, about uh, Seth Rollins versus Brock at WrestleMania or SummerSlam? Honestly, I'm just kind of tired of Brock Lesnar at this point. Um, just because, I mean, they built Becky and Seth both up so much. And then, you know, after all of that, and then just to have Brock Lesnar cash in mm-hmm. on Seth Rollins and um, become the champion again, I just, I didn't really see the point of that. And as far as Brock Lesnar, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him anyway, and it's probably not really his fault, but just, you know, they do this all the time. They'll put the title on him. He'll disappear for months and months, not defending it. And I'm just not big on his matches either. Cause I, f- he is a, he is a very good wrestler. He's a beast. He's a very strong individual, but I mean, kind of like you said, the one match between him and Seth, all he did was suplex him like the whole time. And that's not interesting for me to watch. And I feel like Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley would have been a better option. Um, But I love Seth Rollins. So I'm happy that he is having another opportunity to face Brock and hopefully get the title back. Probably not, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing, too, is, like, I'm just kind of over Lesnar with the Universal title. I mean, I would have been fine if it was a WWE title, but um, I think he's been hogging that title for a while. And, I mean, hopefully they don't do this whole he defends and then disappears for several months. So we'll just kind of see what direction they go with this. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know if that's his choice, um, if that's something that WWE did, but... It's, it just makes me angry that there's so many people in the company that, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, that, you know, go out there every week and bust their ass and, you know, don't really get much out of it. But then you have people like Brock Lesnar, they come once, get the title, and they, you know, you don't see them again for months or, you know, until the next pay-per-view or whatever it is. And, you know, they have a two-minute match. And then that's it. And it's, I don't know, to me, it's just not fair. I feel like if they're going to put the title on somebody, they need to have that person represent the company and the brand and can't do that sitting at home or whatever (laughs) Brock Lesnar does in in his free time. Yeah, only uh, only he knows that. Yeah. So next we're going to move on to SmackDown Live. This, um... The show opened up with the segment with all the wrestlers out there on the ramp with Shane McMahon. Basically, it was one of those, hey, get everything out, you know, you know, let us know how you feel about the product kind of thing. And, you know, you had your faces, you know, they said their thing like, you know, Roman basically said, screw you, you know, Shane, you're a piece of crap. And then, you know, you had Charlotte come out there and say, oh, I love the McMahons. They've been good to me. And then. Liv Morgan made a comment, and it was actually a comment that was really popular amongst the fans. She said, you know, people like you are reasons why people like me don't get opportunities. And that started, you know, in that, you know, it turned into a match. And then also Apollo Crews cut a promo, and then, you know, Zelina cut a promo that led to a match with, you know, Apollo and Andrade. So um, the first match I want to talk about is uh, Charlotte Flair versus Liv Morgan. Wasn't really that long of a match, honestly, but... 
you got to see, you know, Liv Morgan in a singles role for the first time since, you know, the Riot Squad broke up. And me personally, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm a big Liv Morgan fan. I love the character. And she came out doing her normal kind of sticking her tongue out kind of thing. And, you know, and um, she showed you know, she showed some fight in her and I like that. But then uh, after the match, you know, Charlotte uh, made her tap out the figure four or figure eight what they call it for her but then uh after the match Liv Morgan limped over to the commentary table and took the headset off of Corey Graves and said Charlotte was right when I come back I'm gonna be real and the thing was you know after that people like what does she mean by that well then she posted a picture on Twitter of herself and it had like kind of like a darker look to her like makeup wise so I think when she comes back she's probably gonna be a more vicious and more aggressive kind of thing which i'm actually really excited for how do you feel that uh Liv morgan potentially evolve in her character oh i mean that's fine if you know if she wants to kind of reinvent herself i kind of figured that was gonna happen um when she broke away from the riot squad because she is on her own now so i feel like when she was with the riot squad she um, you know, kind of had that character with them. And, you know, like I said, now that she's on her own, she kind of wants to, you know, find who she is and be herself. So I feel like that's kind of where she was going at. Now, a lot of people are speculating that she's taking some time off and then she'll come back. I don't know exactly. I can't really comment on that, obviously, because I don't know. Um, I don't know what Liv meant when she said, when I come back, I'll be real. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited just to see that they're actually kind of invested in, you know, invested in uh, Liv. So we'll just have to wait and see, like you said. I mean, I'm excited. Hopefully she comes back soon. I don't think they should rush it and have her come back like next week in this new character, maybe after SummerSlam. You know, I think sometimes waiting a little bit time, you know, gives them more time to game plan and it gives the fans more time to speculate and, you know, build up the excitement. So now the next thing we're going to talk about is Ember Moon and her mystery partner versus Mandy Rose and um, Sonya Deville. Honestly, I really was dead set on that um, mystery partner being Liv Morgan, but obviously we knew that wasn't going to happen with, uh, you know, since Liv Morgan had the match with Charlotte. So right then and there, I kind of figured it would be Bailey. And I was unfortunately correct. Um, one thing that got me excited, though, I thought like maybe after the match, Mandy and Sonya would start beating up on Ember and uh, Mandy, and then maybe Sasha would come come out. Didn't happen, but you know the next best thing basically happened, and uh, Bailey. They basically said Bailey, who you gonna pick to be your challenger at SummerSlam? Usually champions don't get the pick. But they allowed her to pick, and she picked Ember Moon. And obviously, Ember Moon's like, hell yeah. So, honestly, I'm really excited. I am worried that maybe it's too good to be true, and something happens, and someone takes, you know, Ember's spot. But I, I am really excited that Ember Moon is getting this title shot. This is her first title shot that she's gotten since coming to the main roster, you know, a year and a half ago. So I think it's uh, it's well-deserved. I'm kind of... Uh, I'm I, I, I'm not too confident in uh, if she'll actually beat Bailey for it at SummerSlam. But you never know. Just because the thing is, they're both faces. 
And I don't, you know, I feel like someone, you know, may turn heel, maybe Ember. I, I can't see Bailey being heel. But, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, how do you feel about Ember getting this title shot? I thought it was random because, like you said, usually they don't get to choose their challenger. You know, usually they have some kind of, um, like, battle royal or, you know, some kind of thing like that to see who is, quote-unquote, worthy enough to, um, you know, be the next challenger. You know, it was just, to me, it was just random because it's not like they had been feuding or anything. You know, they just had a tag team match and then, you know, it was like, oh, like, who do you want it to be? Oh, you know, I've never faced you before. Why, why not you? Like, it just didn't, they, they could have did it a little bit different. And honestly, at first, when Bailey was talking until up until the point that she said somebody I haven't faced before, I had a little tiny bit of hope in me that it was going to be Sasha. I don't know why, but I had a little bit of hope of me that she was going to be like Sasha Banks and Sasha was going to come out until she said somebody that I haven't faced before. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just, random to me it didn't it didn't really make any sense but I mean good for Ember Moon for finally getting her her, uh title shot um because like you said she hasn't gotten any opportunities since coming up to the main roster who knows if something will happen with that if maybe Sasha will return and attack Ember Moon to where she quote-unquote can't compete Sasha will take her place that I mean, that would be awesome because, I mean, I really want to see Sasha come back, but... Me too, hopefully soon. Yeah. So the last and final thing that we're going to talk about is the six-man tag match at the very end, which was the New Day versus Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Elias. Now, the main thing that I want to really talk about is um, Randy Orton pinned Kofi Kingston. Now, this has many believing that, you know, Randy will be challenging Kofi at SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. Because usually when someone pins the champion, they actually get a title match. I'm actually excited for this. I like, you know, I'm a big Randy Orton fan. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a big Viper tattoo on my back because of him. And <laughs> <laughs> that's when I first got into wrestling. But yeah, I do like Randy Orton a lot. And this comes to no surprise to me, honestly, because... You know, the ratings has been down for a while now, and Randy Orton has a lot of star power, and, you know, SmackDown's moving over to Fox in the fall, so obviously they're going to want some kind of, you know, oh, they're going to want a wrestler who has a lot of star power, you know, connected to their name, and Randy Orton's it. So don't be surprised if Randy wins at SummerSlam or maybe the pay-per-view after, because I think, you know, when uh, SmackDown airs on Fox, they're going to want some, you know, star power and that you know in the title picture and i mean it's like i like kofi kingston he's extremely talented his reign has been pretty good and it was a much deserved reign but like i said he just doesn't have that star power that you know fox is gonna want and you know randy's most likely gonna win this title bout which i'm fine i am fine with you know randy orton winning it and another thing people probably won't be excited but don't be surprised that that leads to a you know randy orton and roman reigns feud but, uh, Christy, how do you feel about uh, Randy Orton potentially getting this title shot at SummerSlam? I think it's awesome. I love Randy Orton. He always puts on great matches, really, no matter who he is wrestling against. 
Um, I'm hoping that he's going to win the title, but that's just me. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll definitely win. You know, I know a lot of Kofi fans probably won't be happy, but I mean, at least he got to be the champion. Yeah. That's all. I mean, that's one thing I'll say. Like I said, it was deserving. And he won it at WrestleMania, too. And, you know, he's going to be holding it at least until SummerSlam. So, I mean, no one, you know, like several months, months ago, no one would have ever believed, you know, if I said, hey, Kofi's going to be WWE champion. Mm-hmm. No one would have believed that. So, I mean, good for him. He, he was given an opportunity and he took full advantage of it. So, I mean, we'll just have to see come SummerSlam what happens. But that's going to wrap it up today on O-Face Wrestling. Thank you all for tuning in. And make sure you follow us on Twitter for any updates on the channel and any episodes that were coming out. Don't forget, next month, mid to late you know, August, we will be debuting on YouTube. So follow us on Twitter to keep updated with that. All right, thanks for tuning in today.